Welcome to the Overtime Hockey Podcast. It's going to be a couple of guests for you today. We're going to be joined in part by Pat O'Leary, the head coach of the YZ Trojans. He'll jump on first as we're going to talk about the Trojan summer and much more in the Trojan Hockey Podcast update. As well, we'll be joined by Winnie Brote-Brown, who is, of course, the leader of the Upper Midwest Girls High School Elite League. They will have a massive tournament coming up next weekend that starts on Thursday, uh, runs through the MEA weekend, which has 96 teams from around North America, from the U.S. and Canada, participating on all eight sheets at the National Sports Center, and then, of course, two more, two more at Fogarty Ice Arena. We will be streaming all of those games right here for you on the MNHockey.tv. We're looking forward to that. And then there's some big news about the TV as well, as we'll get into that. Uh, after we hear from O'Leary and all of our changes that are coming up. So without further ado, here he is, Pat O'Leary. Excited to bring in Pat O'Leary here as we go through the Trojan Hockey Podcast and, and talk about some things. Sounds like you're at a rink, aren't you, Pat? I am at a rink, just getting ready for captain's practice here watching, and I got uh, some fall clinics going on tonight. So, A never-ending world of hockey, right? That's what more. What more could it, What more could it go? We're, we're, in, we're in the season. We're in the season right now. Apparently. Yeah. It's. It's. T- yeah. Apparently, it's time now. So I, let's let's just rewind the tape a bit. Uh, how did summer go? Uh, did you feel like it was pretty good with your kids? Yeah, it was a great summer. I mean, uh, we had most of our guys here, you know, skating every single day, which was kind of fun. And uh, um, you know, our staff got to see them quite a bit, and um, our leaders were out there, and uh, it's fun to uh, kind of see some of the younger kids coming up, and good way to kind of bond and. Uh, you know, all the kids get to know each other, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Interesting thought here. I mean, do you see? No, let me rephrase. <clears throat> when do you see the incremental growth? Like, so when you're with them in the summer, and then there's some period off, and then do, do you notice things like even here at captain's practice where it's like, God, look at this, or or is it just yeah. subtle? I mean, I think it's an ongoing process. Obviously, I think you know when kids are. From squirts to peewees, a big jump, peewees to bantam, so on and so forth. But I think that year from, you know, they're not necessarily coming from bantams to high school, but that year from coming from wherever they played as a sophomore or freshman to that next year of a sophomore and junior year, whether they played varsity or JV or, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, that year of kind of they know what it's like to play high school. You know, they get a lot bigger at that time. They start, you know, taking, you know, weights and nutrition a little bit more serious. And so I think that's the biggest time when I see it is, when you get to the fall of those kids that are going to be juniors or, you know, seniors for that matter too, they, uh, they look like different humans at that time and uh, they kind of have a different focus. What do you think the biggest strengths will be for your team this year that you see? I mean, depth will be number one. Um, you know, we return quite a, few, quite a few forwards and got a good decor and, uh, you know, we got some young kids coming up too as well. And, you know, at least five or six kids from the, the band double A team from a couple of years ago that all played, you know, a lot of them played JV this last year because we had a lot of returners last year as well. So kind of the depth that we have and that kind of, you know, obviously our top end guys will be as good as anybody, but uh, that depth area is going to be, we're going to be really uh, tough this year. Strength has always been a uh, strength of your team. I felt, I've always felt like your team's one of the stronger teams around and that comes with age, as you mentioned, isn't it nice to be able to have guys on Bantam double A teams that do the things that your group did and you know what? They can season for a year at JV. But but I think the tricky part is is making everybody realize it's okay and uh, you don't have to jump and bounce. It's going to be fine here. Have you been able to message that to your group pretty well? Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly is the biggest challenge for every high school coach um, or even, let's say, junior hockey or so on and so forth. Just is getting – because you got a lot of high-end you know, kids that have you know been high-level players their whole entire lives and you know they're coming through the system and – 
you know, just getting, keeping everyone believing and everyone working hard to a, you know, to a common goal. But, uh, you know, because everyone wants to be on that first line, first power play and, you know, everything. So, it, uh, like we always say, there's only one puck available on the ice at all times. So it's just practice day in and day out, summer training and stuff, just getting them to, you know, be together and uh, pushing each other to push themselves. And, um, you know, I think that's, a, in my opinion, that's the hardest thing is especially those kids that are, you know, little band double A kids that, um, you know, there's not a spot for them. Maybe, you know, their sophomore year of varsity and their battle on that swing line or, you know, playing a tough JV schedule is just every day of practice, you know, teaching them what it's like to, to work. And, you know, they still have two years of high school availability left and, uh, you know, just got to take advantage of it. Is there something that you and your staff perhaps were were hanging out and uh, talking during the summer here and where you guys see things and you, and you say, you know what, that was really a pleasant surprise or how about that? Was there anything that really stood out for you guys this year? You know, I don't know if there was or not any more than any other year. I mean, I just, I think the, the best, I mean, I don't know if it's a surprise, but, you know, you never know until it's, until it's, you know, it's over. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're retaining all of our guys this year, which is great. Um, obviously, kids leave early or, you know, do anything, you know, things that are the best for their family and themselves. But, we're, you know, we're retaining all of our guys and, you know, we'll, we'll probably have, I mean, I can't think of it right off the top of my head. We'll probably have between 12 and 14 seniors this year, which we haven't had in a long time. So, um, you know, just getting those kids staying together, this group of kids, the senior group is, is super tight and, you know, gifted. So they, uh, you know, they got a big goal ahead of them. And uh, just to have them all here and skating together, and is, uh, I don't want to say it, like I said, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but it's, uh, it's good. I would certainly hope the big goal ahead of them is the big goal, right? I mean, this is the type of group that <laughs> everybody has the uh, the short list has the Wise of Trojans on it for sure, and um, you know there's gonna be some good teams, but this is this is the one I'm really I, I'll probably be all over the rink with with your team because I I love senior teams uh, because you get such a mature game and uh, it probably makes coaching just that much more fun too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's goal coming to, this, to, to the season is that if you have the, the talent is to to make it all the way, which is if that's not your goal, then, you know, you're, you're selling yourself short. But I think, you know, like how we op- always operate is just continue to get better over the whole year and giving ourselves a chance to play in that section final game because I know our section's obviously tough along with others. But uh, and the, the hardest thing about it is it's a one-game deal. So, it's you know, our goal is always just to get to that final game and see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we have high expectations for our guys and um, – you know, for our program this year and uh, guys are chomping at the bit to get going. So it's, uh, I mean, we got some cool stuff going on this year. Obviously we have the Turkey trot at home, which will be fun. And then we we're actually hosting a holiday tournament this year, which will be fun against three good teams. And then obviously we get to play in hockey day, Minnesota. So it kind of sets up for a fun year for our seniors and uh, we're super excited about it. Yeah, that's going to be a, a blast for sure. Uh, when, when you look to young kids that are, that are trying out or even guys that are, are trying to position themselves with, with your team, at this time of the year with the clinics and things, what type of, of advice do you give young players from a tryout perspective? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I've had some conversations with guys, obviously, in that in that kind of boat. And, uh, um, you know, we kind of have that open-door policy, but, you know, they sometimes are nervous to talk about it. But the biggest thing I always tell kids, and it's, especially in a big program, is just worry about what you're doing. You know what I mean? They're always so worried about, well, i got to beat this kid out or beat that kid out. Or, you know, I, just, it's, I always just kind of relay to them as, you know, what do you do really well? What do you bring to the program? You know, how can you change your, your game over the summer and in the fall? And, uh, you know, how can you, you know, place yourself to give yourself the best chance to, you know, get in the lineup and instead of worrying about what other guys are doing and what we have is just, you know, what you do well and, you know, got to do those things really well on a consistent basis and, and you get rewarded. You know, I always feel as though the tryout discussion is, 
kind of a fun one because there's, you know, there, you know, you, you, you have a lot of friends that call you whose kids are going through the process and, and you're like, you get it. You, you've either coached or you've had kids and you've gone through it as a player, all that stuff. We all understand that. But, but I've always been asked and uh, I chuckle at the question, but I guess it's not that obvious of an answer. It's like, well, they obviously look for something different because, you know, my kid does this, this, and this. But but it's kind of like if you were to say, well, sure, what really do you think coaches look for in a player in a tryout process? Well, I mean, I think, you know, number one is obviously all these kids can skate and shoot and pass. And I mean, they've just been bred that way for, you know, for years now. And, um, you know, so that's that kind of – I mean, obviously you got to be able to do that, which is given. So, But if you make it all the way to – having the opportunity to play varsity or JV at a, at a big program. Um, I, my personal opinion is I think you're just looking for, you know, kind of the attitude and, you know, how they blend with the kids and, you know, do they do something special that some other kids don't do? And, you know, are they, are they, are they going to be able to deal with adversity because there's going to be adversity for not only the, the role players, but also the top kids. It's just what it is. I mean, they're dealing with so many things in their lives with school and everything. So it's just, can they go through the grind and, you know, are they going to be good in the locker room and, um, you know, do they do it consistently? And obviously you can't rate everything on one tryout or two tryouts, but over kind of a, a long period of time. And those things come over, come, you know, come out over time. And, um, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's a long process of the season, but, you know, we're looking for, like I said, the one goal is to get as far as you can. And, you know, hopefully those, those kids that have that kind of raw ability to be able to get through adversity and never too high, never too low. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a right answer about that, but I just think it's just attitude and kind of, you know, how they, you know, you know, they handle themselves on a daily basis and how they handle adversity. You know, you mentioned uh, how they work in the room and, and that type of thing, which lends to the chemistry question. And I don't know if you remember, um, Tom Kelly said something like, you know, you know, chemistry, that, that's for the, the, the classroom or whatever, the lab. Yeah. Uh, he, he always kind of like downplayed that. But I, I like to think that's super important. Where do you fit on that spectrum? Like chemistry, how does that matter to you? Well, I think it's super high. I mean, it's, you know, just because I, what I've found over, you know, doing this for a while now is, is, you know, chemistry obviously matters, but when you kind of, you know, if you have a big win on a weekend or if you have a tough loss or, you know, whatever, the, so many things happen throughout the year, you know, and it's like that chemistry in the locker room, like what's kind of the message coming through, not just from your leaders, but from like, you know, everyone is, what's practice going to look like on Monday, you know, how are you going to bounce back in the game? I mean, it's not like college hockey where you, you know, you can be flat on Friday night and then, you know, everyone's going to come back and be ready to go on Saturday. You, a lot of times you have two or three days off and it's a whole different opponent. And, you know, usually we're getting someone's best game every single time. So it's just the, the chemistry of just how they, how they're going to practice the next day and how they're going to bounce back from either a really positive or a, maybe a negative uh, from the last time. And um, I think that helps with, it makes practice funner for them. It makes practice, you know, more enjoyable for us because we can work on some more things. But uh, yeah, just the chemistry on the bus and, and everything like that is is uh, is is super high level. I think and it's very needed. Your schedule is going to be a heck of a lot of fun this year. I mean, you got some really really good stuff. When you uh, put that together, obviously you do contracts, right? It's kind of from you know you play these guys here this year, there next year, that type of thing. But when you lay it out, um, is there a strategy to it with things that you're looking for? How do you go about that? I mean, yes and no. I mean, the hard part for us and, you know, the other late conference teams is it's a double-edged sword here. Like, we're blessed with people wanting to play us, so we have games. But at the same time, it's like our conference, you know, schedule is, 
late in the season and we only have a certain amount of, you know, conference schedules. So we need to build around that. And <clears throat> excuse me, both then what happens is as you're trying to map out who you're going to play that you are trying to find, you know, other good programs is you got to bounce off of their schedules too, because there's, they're like, their conference is going, the late conferences go all year, but every other conference does. So it's, we got to find ways to, to balance, you know, we don't want seven, you know, one, two, three, four seed, you know, games in a row, but sometimes it just happens that way because it needs to work into their schedule as well as ours. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a chess match, but it's not really just because I build relationships, with a lot of the kind of coaches that we want to play. And um, a lot of times those games are, you know, high on their want as well, like the Hill Murrays and the, the Benilds and, you know, the, the Grand Rapids and the Moorheads. So we got to get those ones out of the way early just because we know we want to play each other and, uh, you know, usually it works out well tryouts and uh kids hit the ice is it november 15th is that what it is or 13th, 13th or 14th, 13th that one, yeah, whatever that Monday is, yeah. okay and then you you take the week uh you go through that portion and then we, are you guys going to do any scrimmages uh on that first weekend or how do you approach that yeah so basically how we operate is we have two days of kind of uh you know coaches ran you know practices scrimmages that kind of stuff whatever and then on wednesday of the week we'll we'll have an in-house um scrimmage with rogers we'll have two tiers you know of our c and jv pool and kind of do that and which is really great because it gives you an opportunity to play against somebody else and see kids and then uh make team towards the end of the year or sorry the end of the week and then we'll be going to our jv team goes to minnetonka on saturday of that week and we go to Udina, uh, i think we go to Udina this year and, and we'll scrimmage Udina and Tonka. Uh, JV and varsity just for an hour, uh, two games um, before the you know the next week is games. So, isn't that just weird? You know, you 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 go to those those scrimmages and you look ahead. You know, you got your schedule and you know a few months ahead of you. Those months have to go so fast. Where where you just say, well, where did that go? I mean, does it fly by for you? I'll tell you what the the you know August to you know. October go I mean I enjoy the weather and outside and golfing and fishing and everything so you know it goes I don't want to say slow but very enjoyable but when we get to this time when these guys are on the ice October 1st till those six weeks it because uh, I'm here at the rink and you know they're all busy and kids are in school so this one these six weeks go super fast um, which is great and uh, so yeah these last this next month here will be blink of an eye and um, we'll be dialed in how do you manage the expectations of people know who your team is they know who these guys are they know where they've come from and um there's targets on the back and and people know that the, the short list goes through Wyzetta. how do you handle that badge of honor i think i think it's great i mean if you don't have that you know i mean it's just a driving force every single day and um you know even if we're ha you know it's it's you're still wise at it and you know it, even if you're having a down year or you know you're not the you know, cream of the crop you still got a target on your back so our boys are used to that and you know this year obviously we'll be talented and you know we'll you know be, we'll go and but it's just uh you know that creates just challenges for themselves and puts more pressure on them in a exciting way to to perform and uh you know who doesn't want people watching them play you know so it's uh you learn a lot from that and you know obviously our schedule start out hot and you know, we'll learn a lot about our guys and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll know what we got real fast and uh, we'll get everyone the best game. So our guys are excited about it. 
Pat, that's great. Great pregame hype here for us. I really appreciate it. Preseason hype. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you throughout the season here and uh, uh, checking in on your club and uh, really enjoying the journey of what you're going to have. I think if you're a hockey fan, if you love Minnesota high school hockey and want to see some really good puck, you get out to Plymouth Ice Center. That, that, that environment you have there is absolutely awesome, and I love how it feels in there when it's full. It's so cool. So, um, yeah, really awesome. So, Let's get people out there. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Talk, get, come out to the Turkey trot around things with your family. And I mean, those four teams will be top, you know, 10 teams as usual and they'll be packed and it, uh, it'll be a great show for kind of the, all of high school hockey. So we excited about it and we appreciate you guys covering us and, uh, it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a blast. Excellent vibe. Get back to the rink there. Have some fun. Thanks for joining us, Pat. All right. Have a good night. You too. There are some pretty big things planned and expected for the Wyzetta Trojans this year. O'Leary's squad finished an impressive 19-7-2 last year. They don't play a cupcake schedule. They play a lot of the big dogs, and uh, they fell to Edina in the section final by a score of 2-1 to one in what was a great hockey game last year from the Bloomington Ice Garden. His team this year has uh, a number of seniors, as he mentioned. I mean, you win with seniors, lose with seniors. That would, everybody, that's what everybody says. What was impressive is their power play clicked at just under 25% last year, and uh, the PK was about 85%. Those special teams were very solid, and with a lot of returners, they can only build on what they had. Uh, they'll have some pushback, of course. You look at Edina within the section. Their Bantam AA, uh, Bantam AA team won the state title last year. They had some good success uh, along the way as a group, and uh, they will always be a thorn in the side. Benilde St. Margaret's will be ready to go, as will the Academy of Holy Angels, among others. But Wyzetta right now is looking very, very impressive. We'll turn our attentions now to Winnie Brote-Brown as we caught up with her to talk a little NIT action and kind of walk through what her development plan is and what happens with the uh, girls' Upper Midwest High School Elite League, which has been absolutely a terrific uh, campaign for all of their teams. It's so condensed. They go at it in about a month. They play a ton of games. And uh, a lot of these athletes, a lot of these players, multi-sport athletes that are blending in their fall schedules as well as other activities that they participate in. And there's been no drop-off in the athleticism and their ability to play at a high level, as we will discuss right here on the Overtime Hockey Podcast. Here we go. We're in October. Mid-October becomes a really incredible time for girls and women's hockey as the NIT is coming up around the bend. Of course, we have Winnie Brote, who's on board with us. And, you know, Winnie, you absolutely have uh, done it all here with this tournament. Now, what are you at, 96 teams or something like that? Yeah. Yes, it's um, probably one of the biggest in the whole country, in the whole world for this uh, age group of 16s and 19s. And thanks. I can't take the credit. It's uh, Chris Peterson that's done a lot of the work over the years to create this big tournament yeah how can i forget about our boy cp <laughs> oops sorry buddy no but you know t- together though you guys have really worked and, and and solidified really the basis of what this is about so and you and i kind of covered this on a, a previous podcast but i kind of want to go there now that it's fresh again what really got you uh started on this concept and 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 what what has it grown from to what it is now yeah, so back in our first year, it was um, a tournament that us and Shattuck kind of just put together, and I think it was maybe 10 teams, and we played all the games at Shattuck. And um, over the years, I think with the credibility of the league and um, 
the type of teams that we have in Minnesota and that includes Shattuck. Uh, it just became one of those things where teams from all over want to come play our team. So it's just kind of over the years morphed into, you know, a tournament that's highly scouted by college coaches because they send a bunch of staff. And now that they have four coaches, it's easier for them to send uh, numerous coaches uh, to recruit at this tournament as well. And it's a huge advantage that we're, you know, at the Super, Sean Super Inc. and Fogarty Ice Arena in Blaine. And that allows the coaches to be pretty much at primarily one venue with the eight rinks and then uh, the two at Fogarty. So it's really uh, convenient. When do the pros start scouting these players? So they, they kind of wait for them to kind of mature through college or do they start putting them on the radar here now? Oh, I'm sure, you know, you're always watching, right? right? As a coach, whether it's, you know, whatever age the kid is. Um, that's why I always tell the players that I coach, you never know who's watching. <laughs> you know, the yeah. hockey world is so small that you don't know if, you know, someone has a relative that happens to be, you know, related to someone in the tournament and they see this kid. And um, that's why I said it's always a tryout. You know, and I always say don't tuck in your jersey, too. I know you think you're cool, but we can't see your number. <laughs> that doesn't hurt right, either, right? Yeah, pop it out, right? Yeah, Pull just, the, let, us, just let us out. see who it is. You know, it just it's all, all good there. So uh, a really good showcase event, clearly, uh, with the level of uh, play that's there in the teams. And um, do, do, How many teams games does each team get uh, on the weekend? Uh, each team gets four guaranteed games, and they're all pre-scheduled because we do have teams from all over Canada, all over the U.S. Uh, coming in and with all the flights and different schedules and people wanting to come in and do exhibition games and so forth. Um, it just, it's a lot easier planning wise to just preset and pre-schedule the games. You know, what we're going to need to do is we need to get your team in on the economic impact that you guys are having on the Twin Cities area with all of these hotel rooms. What is it like 80 some teams maybe? Is that about the number that are coming in from out yeah, of the Twin Yeah, about 80 Cities? from outside. Yeah, I believe so. And that would be uh, also a Chris Peterson thing cuz I think we allow the people to stay wherever they want to. We provide them, you know, with hotels, but um it's just amazing when you think it's about it. It's not necessarily though. a stay and play. No, but, but we can are you imagine if it was? a lot of business to the restaurants and all that stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. So I basically was saying you're having the impact of a major event like no one's ever seen with, with this number of teams. I, I just think having this many out of the For area girls teams. Hockey. Right. Absolutely. It's massive. Yeah. And it's it's really exciting to be a part of that. Uh, as far as. Yeah, and, it, and it's super nice for our players, right, to be able to. It's MEA weekend, them, so it's they have school off on that Friday. So I know a lot of the girls like to just hang out at the rink and watch, you know, the players and see kids from all over the country that they play with at, you know, various USA camps and, um, and just kids that they've, you know, kind of grown up playing against and with. So that makes it a pretty neat little weekend too. How do you go about matchups? How do you determine those? Do some people request things or what do you do? Um, yeah, yep. So teams will come in and they'll request to play teams. I know like with our teams, we'll never play teams in our league, obviously, mm -hmm. um, or teams that we've played currently throughout the season. Uh, so we try to get, you know, out of state teams with um, requests to play certain teams. So 
that's uh, really but good once variety again, that's, too. Uh, that's uh, Chris Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. Yeah. I coach empowers. So, <laughs> uh, boy, you talk about empowers. Can we talk about that team for a bit? Uh, I have. Uh, yeah. enjoyed that team you've got a really nice roster there what's the best part about this group yeah. that you see uh, I think I was just actually talking about today is our attendance has been fabulous uh, with our kids showing up and wanting to play because I know all these kids they're all pretty much seniors and they have a lot going on and it, it's one of those unique things where uh, we've played Shaq a lot and I told the girls you know I'd play him 40 or 50 times because it's awesome hockey it's like college hockey and this is where you're going to get better and that's what makes our league it's not about necessarily winning it's about developing so that the kids are ready to play at that next level when they go off to college are, are you seeing players incrementally have the game slow down for them after they play in those shattuck type games where when you get into a different game where they're able to do things at a higher rate of speed than maybe they did before Absolutely. And I think they see that as well, because when we're playing those uh, Shattuck prep games, it's, I mean, it's for me, it's, it's enjoyable and, and so fun to see because it's just so much um, intensity <laughs> from both sides, right? Because all these girls um, from Shattuck and our teams are so competitive and that's why they've gotten to where they've gotten. And it's uh, it's just a really fun rivalry. I've always said, no matter the level, if if I if I even had uh, recreational type games, if if the teams are well matched and they push each other, the intensity always ratchets up a little bit, and it's so entertaining to watch. And then when you start getting to levels like this where it's really high, man, that that does become some some very very good hockey. Are there teams that come in uh, to the NIT that may surprise you? Because let's be honest, you guys kind of know who everybody is. But is there a, from year to year where you say, whoa, what's this? Yeah, there's usually, you know, those Canadian teams that um, are always like, oh, wow. You know, and our girls are like, where are these kids? I'm like, oh, these are the kids that you're competing against that we talk about. <laughs> you don't yeah. see, you know, at your USA camps or, you know, any of that stuff that are just really – you know, high-level and well-coached teams from all over. Is there a style of play that differentiates the Canadian game from our game? Oh, absolutely. There's stick work and just um, stick awareness, I would say. Um, and just their way that they play the game is just very disciplined. And um, they're just, yeah, they're tough to play against because <laughs> do, do they don't <laughs> let you, they don't break down too often. Do you... And their goaltending is always superb. Do you work on those things uh, with your players as much as you can? And then how do they develop such good stick awareness and those types of things? Yeah, I think it's just being able to play those high-level, intense games all the time, right? Because when they play, maybe um, our girls are just used to being the best. And when they play kids where they actually have to you know, know what side of the puck to be on, um, just – they think that they have some covered and they really don't. <laughs> ah. um, just those types of things where um, they realize like, oh yeah, they our girls can kind of get bad habits, right? Because they're so good that they don't have to um, play as much defense and be as, you know, good in the zone, which at the highest level we all know is the difference of the game. Well, yeah, you can absolutely get away with things for sure. Mm -hmm. um, final question for you here as you go into the weekend. That pretty much, you know, caps out your season and and all of this stuff for you starts really back right at the end of the season correct I mean back in the spring what is that yep. journey like for your group 
I mean, you've got such a talented group of coaches and dedicated hockey people that are helping players get better at all ages. Is it kind of melancholy for you to end like that? Yeah, it's it's for me. It's pretty neat to see all you know past players and uh, that come back to coach in the league. And it's funny because I've coached most of these kids that have played in the league that are now coaching. And, and I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if you guys were coaching back in the day? Then I went ahead and told you guys all these things. So you're telling these kids the same things I was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're geniuses and, now. Uh, it, just, it, just comes, it just comes all around, right? It's, Full circle. And that's why I always tell young girls that they should coach at a younger age because then you'll realize, oh, that's why coach was telling me to stay out at the point or get in the shooting lane or – because when you're a coach and you're trying to tell someone this every time you're like oh that was probably me yeah. <laughs> or the puck watching right because oh, yeah. all these players are just used to being the best and going to get in the puck so for us to see how far our kids have come um and you know being a part of it and having like i said past players being the coaches now uh it's fun for me to kind of watch it kind of all circle back so you know Winnie, that's one of the things that i've noticed uh as I look around your staff and your coaches, and I'm like, wow, uh, something really good must have happened here for these players to want to come back and be a part of this and to share yeah. what they've had. And just the, the level of engagement uh, has been really impressive and good. And I think those are some of the things that, that maybe when you're sitting in the stands, you don't really notice or pay attention to. But when you see it down around the locker rooms and how things kind of unfold, the engagement level is so good, and those are all kids that were on the other side of that coin. So whatever you guys are doing and however you're doing, it's making an impact, and we just see the game getting better well, and better you. for sure. Uh, well, and I thank appreciate you. It. And I know, and I and I know these young kids. Hopefully, they'll come back right because it's it's a positive environment, and it's like I said, this league has never been about um, just individuals it's about the whole right because the better players we have as a whole the better um our state is right and so. when you when you put together a league like this you've, you've gone a little bit beyond because you've added the 16s and so you have to kind of be yep. mindful of how all of that fits and in doing so mm-hmm. it goes beyond just saying okay well we're just going to take this and just go instead there's been some thought and some process that's gone into this and there are reasons why things are the way they are and in the end it works and where you can tell it works is one you see players get better but two more importantly you see smiles and when people when kids are smiling that means they're having a good time and that's really at the end when you're the paying customer which is mom and dad if the playing customer is happy you're happy right so right yep yep and that's our goal is that the kids you know want to come back and they want to play and you know, it's 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 just awesome when you see that. My head's going to be spinning at the NIT. I don't know if I'll know what to do. I won't be able to keep up with anything. But we're going to have. That's <laughs> CP's fault. Yeah, yeah I know. We're, we're going to have a blast for Same sure. With me, so. Yeah, but thanks. It'll be, it'll it'll be, be awesome. a blast. All right, Winnie, get back to well, work and right. uh, thanks for joining us. I know you're busy. All right. All right. Thank again. you. I recorded that one outside at the St. Louis Park Nutrition, uh, one of my favorite places to go protein it up. And uh, if that's your uh, vibe and you dig it, that's a great place to go. Great protein shakes made by my guy, Alex Brosey, SLP Nutrition. You can follow him on Instagram. Also a great place for me to have my work meetings and uh, function there with a really 
fun and energetic uh, vibe. If you do a lot of your work or production from studios or homes or like I do, uh, it's great to just get around people, living beings, if you will, and have a wonderful time hanging out at his spot. Uh, they are on West Lake Street in St. Louis Park, right uh, by the football field, which would be the West Side Bleachers. You can't miss it. If you know it, you will love it. That's, again, SLP Nutrition. Check them out on Instagram, and it is a great product. A couple of housekeeping items for everybody. We are going to be going live here in a matter of hours with our new website. Uh, the anticipation, we can tell, is just absolutely brewing. But for those of you that have been trying to purchase things and looking for things on the current MNHockey.tv website, it's probably been a little bit difficult uh, because we haven't really posted much of the new stuff on there. Uh, but we are uh, loading up the new one. And uh, we'll have increased news stories uh, to go along with this podcast will be posted within it. There's now a viewer app that's going to be available within a couple of weeks after it goes live. We like to work out the kinks and do those types of things. The NIT will be on the new platform. And if you are a person who had purchased a season pass uh, for the Girls High School Elite League, you will get a voucher code and be able to watch the games on the new platform. It's pretty seamless that way. We have switched to monthly subscriptions. The ever-popular single game is still available. And you can also buy an annual subscription, which is uh, actually a significant discount from the monthly rate as well. So all is moving along quite well in that regard. There has been a lot of work that we have needed to do to make this work with the number of cameras and venues that we have. So we're looking very forward to that. Expect to see an announcement coming up later this week with our Hockey Night in Minnesota schedule being released. We're also uh, happy to be partnering with The Rink Live. We all know them as a great source. So now we have The Rink Live and Legacy Hockey as our uh, partners in uh, crime here as we continue to cover the game of uh, high school hockey and youth hockey around Minnesota. For The Rink Live, they are going to give us and provide us content previews on all of our games that will be played out uh, on the Hockey Night in Minnesota calendar. I've had people that have looked at the schedule say, wow, this is really representative of uh, the state of high school hockey and where it's at and where teams are. We've got uh, some big-name opponents, and we've got some uh, not-so-big-name opponents, but we've got great games. No matter what it is, the games are competitive and good, and we're trying to uh, spread this out as much as we can across the state of Minnesota to get as many teams engaged and conferences in the MNHockey.tv. We will also be knocking down uh, over 500 games with announcers on them for high school, not to mention the youth state tournaments and all of the other things that we've done. Uh, we will also be doing some uh, other sports from basketball uh, to lacrosse, football, volleyball that we already do within the network. Uh, that's over on the mnsports.tv. And also, uh, we will be, uh, as I said, launching the viewer app in two weeks, and that's going to give you a chance to uh, be able to uh, view it on Chromecast, your smart TVs, uh, much easier than just having to mirror your iPhone like you are right now on the older platform. Bottom line is we outgrew the platform that we had, which is a great problem, but uh, we just think that the navigation is going to be a lot easier for the viewer and for you to experience, and hopefully you will uh, enjoy the games as they continue. There's also going to be a little bit of... Um, Upgrades into the games as far as 
Um, eventually, we'll have some uh, we'll have score bugs as opposed to the picture in picture of the scoreboard. Uh, in many instances, uh, there's also uh, with the Hockey Night in Minnesota, we're going to bring in a number of camera views to go along with that. We're going to have some pregame shows. Uh, we'll be doing all of our social media push like we do with highlight packages, condensed games, and more. And then this overtime podcast will be now uh, posting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, beginning in November. We'll do some uh, preview things and, and things like that. And then, of course, this will supplement as well uh, and do some carryover. I'll probably switch this into a video-based platform where you can still hear the audio uh, if you're driving around and doing whatever you're doing within the um, uh, Spotify platform or Apple uh, podcasts and those types of things. But it also will have a video available uh, right within the new platform that we'll have for the mnhockey.tv. And then my idea is, is that as we're breaking down games and speaking with coaches and players, I will also be able to provide the video that we captured in highlights. I uh, have little mini packages that will supplement the larger show, which is inside the bubble, which will have a lot of the bigger games that we're uh, getting to, uh, where we'll highlight six to uh, seven uh, boys and girls games each uh, to start each show, much like we did last year. So it's really an exciting time of the year. We've got the boys upper Midwest high school elite league is in full swing. Their playoffs are a couple of weeks away. And then we always look forward to the ever popular IIT that will occur at the new hope ice arena in the uh, second week of November and then we just really roll up our sleeves and we get after the youth and high school season. And then we'll have a couple of other upgrades and announcements uh, that will be occurring within the platform as well. Thanks a lot for joining this edition of the Overtime Podcast. Pat O'Leary for his time and, of course, Winnie Bro Brown for hers. We'll have another show coming up for you in a couple of days. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.